and welcome to the For Her Empire podcast. I'm your host, Abby Launcher, And in this podcast, we address the personal and the business issues that female entrepreneurs face in their day-to-day lives. My guest today is the lovely Jofia Banyai. Oh, got it right. <laughs> and Jofia is the founder of My Processes, where they help entrepreneurs and business owners out, um, sort of outsource tasks, outsource their tasks, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can sort of focus more on the most important things. If you really want to work for hours a day, then you cannot do every single thing. At some point, you have to outsource some things. And Sophia is here. Sophia, damn it, is here <laughs> to teach us how to do that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just introduce yourself and just say the right name and everything. <laughs> you pronounce it perfectly. So thank you so much, Abby. Thanks for having me in the show. Yeah, nice to have you. So tell us a bit more about yourself and my processes. All right. So I am Shopia of my processes, yes. And I have busy entrepreneurs to automate and outsource their time-consuming tasks without sacrificing their profit. It's very important. Uh, So if anyone is looking to make their uh, life more relaxed and scale their business with an external help, then I can be there. And I can give advice on how to hire freelancers, what are the best freelancers, what are the stages of the business when you should outsource, and especially that how to set up this whole outsourcing process, because it's very important to keep it as a process and not just outsource random tasks and give random tasks, but have it planned ahead so that you can save money and time. Yeah, okay. So, like, let's say I'm just starting my business right now, maybe either about to start or I've just sort of done my first three, two years of business. And um, so, since it's just me, it's a lot to work on. And I decide, let me sort of, since I have some extra cash, let me outsource some things. So, my first question is Should you really outsource anything when you're still in the startup phase of your business, or should you wait a while? Uh, Well, that's a good question. So uh, if you're already generating cash, if you already have an income, I think that's perfectly a good time to start outsourcing. I would not advise to outsource right from the scratch uh, because then you would invest money on someone else without even trying your own idea. So the point is that you need to have a business which works actually so then you can give tasks ahead. Uh, and uh, these tasks can be various. It depends on what you like or what you don't like to do. What are you expert of? If you're a social media manager, probably you will not outsource your own social media management, but why not? So maybe you will outsource parts of it like uh, content creation or uh, graphics or so on. So yes, I think uh, outsourcing is definitely an answer if you are too busy and if you are not yet in the stage to hire in-house or you don't want to hire anyone in-house at all. So you don't want having employees, you want to have a team uh, which is responsible for themselves. Um, Mm. Even if you are starting from scratch, there is one thing that I definitely recommend anyone to outsource right in the beginning, even without uh, generating any income yet, and it's bookkeeping and accounting. Because bookkeeping and accounting is something that most of the entrepreneurs are not really familiar with. Most of us are not bookkeepers. And yes, and it's sometimes boring. So it's so boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do we do uh, procrastinate it. We tend to spend less time on it, and of course, making mistakes. However, for a healthy business, accounting so your finances needs to be really in place. Otherwise, 
well, a business will never work without a proper cash flow. So mm-hmm. accounting should be really a number one and find an accountant in your local area, probably in your country where, where they can help you. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, does the bookkeeper and accountant also handle the, the tax side of things? Yes, definitely. I think uh, that's also very important because if you are not handling your taxes well, even with the best intentions, but if you fail to comply with legislations, then you can be really, really penalized by the authorities. And that's a risk. Yes, we all want to avoid that. Okay. So, um, so let's say I'm starting my business right now. And of course, I'm going to outsource the bookkeeping, the accounting part, because I'm not so good at it. And it's quite just boring looking at numbers the whole day. Like so, apart from that, what else can I can I outsource, and how do I start this whole outsourcing process? Because you had mentioned having a plan, like how is this plan happening? Okay, uh, so I have a long list of tasks you can actually outsource. <laughs> okay. uh, so I will not read it aloud right now, but if uh, you guys uh, go to my website or among the freebies section, you will find a list of uh, tasks to be outsourced, and also you will find an outsourcing decision guide okay. on how to decide what questions to ask for yourself, what to outsource. Yeah. But if you ask me that just very quickly how to pick up a task uh, that you, uh, you should outsource, you should ask questions like uh, what you don't like doing, what are the tasks that you don't really enjoy, but you do it a lot. What are the tasks you spend a lot of time with, so which really, really steals away your time from your core business? And also what is, and I think that's the hardest question, but try to be honest to yourself, is that what is the tasks you, you are not doing it perfectly? So someone could do better. Someone would be more experienced. And that's, that's okay because we are not good at everything. We are good at something which we which we aim to do, but, uh, but if there is a task which I keep pushing to do, but it's not really my, my zone of genius, then, then probably it will not work out really well. It can work out okay, and maybe you keep it for a, for a while because that's okay at that stage, but in the long run, probably it's a, it's a good choice to, to get help from a professional for whom this is the one, this is what they love to do, this is what they want to do this is what they are okay to spend time with it so it's gonna be really really good so examples i mentioned social media management uh what about outsourcing the hashtag research what about outsourcing the uh the posts so the creation of the pictures for example you just give one photo and then they can repurpose it and have good designs and and whatsoever for it Uh, what about outsourcing your email management do you spend a lot of time looking at your emails it really takes away your energy and, and every time, you know, just listening to these pop-up windows that you have a new email and it's stressful and you feel like you have to react on it. There are really, really good tips to handle those emails well. Save time, save energy for yourself and an assistant can perfectly handle your emails if it is planned out properly. Oh, okay, okay. Um, there's something you said that kind of stood out to me, can't you? So remember, you had mentioned the social media creation. You had mentioned the emails part. So the emails you are sorting, are you like your email newsletters or like your regular emails? Who to reply to? Oh, which one? Mm-hmm. Actually, I was thinking about your regular emails at this oh. example. But of course, yes, if you have a newsletter, a weekly weekly newsletter or bi-weekly newsletter, and then the content creation, writing those emails is also something you can easily outsource, and yeah. it's, it's a nice process to have. I was more referring to the fact that you 
in your mailbox there are a lot of emails which yeah. really, really takes away your time and your focus it is really distracting to have so many emails so i do think that email mailboxes needs to be cleaned up uh, at step one and at step two uh, get an assistant who helps you to handle those emails oh okay okay and then um like now you've mentioned the content creation for um social media and emails right so um is there a fear that the person creating this content might not make it sound like you or, or like your business might look kind of bland and very um very what's the word um school essay academic essay like mm -hmm. yeah is mm -hmm. there is there a fear of that Yes, I think there is certainly a fear, as I hear from you, that's a fear, fear from you as well. Um, so good copywriters, good content creators don't make this kind of mistakes. I think what you can do to avoid this issue is to give as much information about yourself as possible. So when they ask you, what is your business about? Who are your ideal clients? They really invest that time to write it down or say to them that these are my idea clients, this is my voice, that's how we communicate, that's my mission, that's why I am in business, and so on, so on. So this is something, this is the information that they can pick up and, and work with. And also give feedback. So working together with someone is always a mutual process of giving feedback and changing when it needs to be changed. So maybe your content creator will ask questions or they will... Uh, suggest you changes in your email uh, email management or so these kind of things they can give you feedback and also you can give them feedback saying that yeah that last email maybe I wouldn't have said that maybe I would have said that and uh, change it in that way and next time let's use rather the phrase of another phrase which uh, which is good which is better in the uh, in the context and in your image I say and the uh... Typically, when you're like in your still in the startup phase, um, is there like um, a, a finance budget limit that ideally you should not go beyond when it comes to outsourcing? Finance limit. Yeah, like uh, let's say don't go about a thousand dollars per month if you're outsourcing something. It, it all depends on how much you earn. So if you earn five thousand dollars and you think that you need half and you outsource one for one or two thousand dollars then it's i think it's really really uh, scalable and really really all right uh, if you are spending more on outsourcing than actually earning yeah. then it's probably a bad sign because then <laughs> you are just uh, pushing yourself into debt for someone working for you but uh, not really creating the value yeah. which needs to be created so your business needs to be um, uh, viable so it needs to be a viable product or service that works to be outsourced okay and um, how do you find this outsourcing guide? I mean, I guess there is Upwork and Fiverr, um, but are uh, those like the main, the main platforms? Yes. Uh, yes. So if someone does their outsourcing on their own, then probably they will go to Upwork and Fiverr. And that's a good solution. No problem with that at all. Uh, however, I am in contact with the different second offices, if you are familiar with the terms. So second office is, the area, uh, is, is an office, it's also a company, but it's really specialized in outsourcing. So people go there or people work for this office and they do client work. And they are really, really used to uh, outsourcing work. So I think these are great solutions. I have a few contacts, like even really specialized second offices. Uh, 
uh, this is also an option. I also, as, because I am in this field quite a while and also uh, I really concentrate on finding good contacts. That's one of my main scope. Uh, that's why I have good contacts with freelancers and I really like working with freelancers who have this entrepreneurial mindset because they can work really well with other entrepreneurs. So it's just, uh, you know, up to your, up to your contacts, up to your network. Um, really my main focus and most of my time goes with, with finding this network and finding more and more talents for my clients. Oh, okay. And so uh, typically what's the outsourcing process like? So let's give an example. Let's say I want to automate the social media part of things, maybe creating the post, maybe having them sort of schedule things in advance. I'll reply to comments and this by myself, but just maybe both um, create the content and schedule it. So that's what I want to outsource. What's my next step now? Make the content and outsource it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so I will bombard you with questions about like, uh, what are <laughs> okay. your social media bundles and where can I find you and what is your goal with it and who are your audiences and who is a similar account like yours or who are your competitors and so on and so on. And then we will agree on a schedule. How often do you want to have posts on social media? It's every day or three times a week, you, you name it, so whatever. Uh, but we need the information. How much input are you willing to give? So are you okay taking selfies of yourself, taking your own photos, maybe uh, writing or making an audio note of your thoughts, uh, which would work really, really well because social media are personal. So I would encourage you to still give input, but yeah. you wouldn't have to give this input every day. Yeah. So when you feel like that you have an idea, you can write it down. When you feel like you took a photo, you can take this photo. And once a month, you can send it all to us. And then we will repurpose this uh, information. So we will prepare the post based on it. We will prepare the questions, uh, the hashtags, whatsoever. So put it together and schedule it in a scheduling app. It can be on your preference. I use later personally, but some of my clients use a different one, like Plan mm -hmm. Planoly or there are plenty of them. So we will schedule it there. Uh, I usually suggest to not to uh, schedule it with auto-publish. Because at that stage, I would tell you that, hey, your post for the next month I scheduled, have a look. So you could go there and really look that if everything is, is, is fine with you, everything is in your tone, everything is, you know, how, if you are comfortable with the whole uh, yes, yes. outcome of it. And then you can, you can change it from notification posting to auto posting. And then you can just relax because the post will go out. Oh, that sounds quite efficient. <laughs> That's my zone of genius being efficient. <laughs> okay, I, I like that. So how did you get into the outsourcing thing, dude? How did I get that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a long story. <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> you have like 40 minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So originally I am a tax expert, so that's why taxation is my favorite example because I am kind of familiar with taxes, but I have been working with multinational companies for like eight years or so, and I transitioned from being a tax expert to be an operational manager. An operational manager in a multinational company is someone who overlooks the processes, who makes sure that the company operates efficiently and all the different uh, themes align and can work together on, on best set up processes for the best interest of the company. And I figured that probably this is kind of a role, operational manager, kind of a knowledge 
which actually needed in small companies and for solopreneurs as well. So even as a solopreneur, you really have to align your tasks, your processes for the best interest of your business. Because sometimes, and with solopreneurs, it really happens, uh, you work on something you enjoy doing and you procrastinate the things that you don't <laughs> And then the balance just goes off. Is it familiar? <laughs> Very. It's like a calling okay. me out. <laughs> No blame, no blame at all. I completely understand that's really on human nature, uh, but that's a risk for your business. So I think an operational manager, and that's why I like to be a consultant with my clients as well and really have this kind of conversation like we have it now, that you say that, okay, what do you procrastinate? What is the thing that you don't like? Is it really so important? Sorry? Content creation. Ah, okay, uh, gotcha. <laughs> it's so exhausting. I had gotten this um, social media calendar planner that tells uh-huh. me uh, what the different posts to go each day, but you have to create it yourself. Oh, man, I don't want to create it myself. And do you do it every day? I used to, and then but for the past three weeks, I have not. Okay, so for example, I would, I would suggest you to batch it. Do it one go. So for example, I have a YouTube channel. I post a video every week, but I don't record the video every day, every week because that's, that's tiring to, to set up the lights and, you know, everything. Yeah. So what I do, I record four videos in one go. So I have to do the whole story once a month and then sit down for like half day, few hours and do it. And then it's gone. So then I can concentrate on other things and then I won't mm-hmm. procrastinate it. Mm-hmm. So these kind of things. So, yes, I figured out after having experience with multinational companies that operation management is something so important for the businesses. So that's why I turned to solopreneurs to help them uh, with their operational needs, which is um, in that case, it's mostly about goes mostly about outsourcing because uh, two small companies cannot really afford to hire a complete team of marketing yeah. experts. Compo- yeah. But that's okay. They don't have to when they're at, awesome like really honestly really really awesome professionals out there who can who can help you tremendously um i'm here basically to connect the dots so connect you with your ideal freelancer and in this connection i i really make sure that this process is built up efficiently so you can you two can work together perfectly mm-hmm. and the best thing that uh, my my services don't really come with an extra cost so what i usually do that uh, you can work through me and I don't put any extra extra on my work. So basically what you pay for the freelancer is basically the whole setup. And then I have the agreement with the freelancer. Oh, yeah. So I was, also, client, one, I was really wondering how you're going to get money then. If you don't get a single penny, like how is this profitable for you? <laughs> yeah. So it more works like an outsourcing agency, but uh, it's not that simple as an outsourcing agency. So I give much more than yeah. just a simple agency. Oh, okay, okay. I guess you have the agreements with the freelancer? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. That makes sense. And hopefully the freelancer does not change you and try to run away. Okay, I work with people with whom I trust and I also have a non-disclosure agreement, oh, okay. uh, which is very important because it gives safety for the client. Uh, gives safety for the freelancers because then they can react professionally and give safety for me. Uh, so that they can only work through me if I connect them. Yeah. So have you had um, any like not so fun experiences with um, other solopreneurs who were coming to outsource some things, but had not thought it through properly? And then after you began, they were like, oh, 
oh, I'm ready for this. Does that happen sometimes? I love hard cases. I really stand into that and uh, give, do the fight and, and, tell the, and tell the clients that what needs to be uh, done to, to make it efficient. Because yes, uh, so I have the few clients uh, with, from whom it was very, very hard to get the input. So when we agree on a process, there is always an input. There is always something you need to give. Uh, it may be an information, maybe the schedule, maybe your invoices for the bookkeeping, maybe your photos for Instagram scheduling, whatever. There's always some input and we try to minimize this input so you won't have too much work with it, but yeah. And um, if you don't get this input, we can't work. So sometimes I go to a bossy mode to get this input. <laughs> Otherwise, you are just wasting your money because you keep paying without getting the actual results. So that's really bad for you. It's the worst for you, actually. Yeah. So. yeah. And um, apart from when there is no money coming into, the, into your new business, and um, what, what are the times or uh, what are the tasks that you should not outsource? Mm -hmm. uh, so if something is too personal like if something is too, too something personal, is too like personal yes so for example if your service is too personal you are a coach yeah probably you won't outsource uh, your coaching uh, your coaching sessions <laughs> that's your actual business <laughs> yes that's the core and that's what i call core business however yes that's a good rule of thumb not to outsource your core business but uh, i've heard about examples of uh, writers, book writers, who wrote books and parts of the books were outsourced. Oh, so parts of the books writers. were written by someone else. And yeah. you would think that writing a book is the actual core business, but you can still do that. Um, so for example, iPhone outsourced parts of the phone, the production of the phones. Uh, you would think that's core business, but then they can still get help with outsourcing. Uh, so if you keep the the core of the story for yourself and just giving away parts, but you are really in charge of what's happening, I think that's doable. If yeah. you are a coach and if you have so many clients, if you are so, 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 so overbooked with everything, then you can have uh, one or two counterparts whom they are trained, whom they you trust, whom you really, you know, uh, really trained to be you. Yeah. And, and, then, and then they could handle certain sessions, maybe the follow-ups, yeah. maybe the feedback sessions. So oh, uh, yeah. there are, but I, yeah. So in principle, I wouldn't suggest for coach, coaches to outsource their sessions. So yes, the, keep your core business. That's basically point one. And point two is um, don't take up too much risk. So if something is too risky, if you cannot trust uh, that it gets done, I wouldn't outsource that either. So if uh, the financial loss of doing something wrong is too big yeah. and you, you are really the only one who can do that, then keep it for yourself. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. Examples. So my, uh, my husband is doing uh, stock market investing. Yeah. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. Others would make the decision of what when selling and buying it's for him because that's really his core knowledge and, and we wouldn't trust anyone and the risk of financial loss is yes. way too big. Way too high. Great example. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so you also like, you also outsource parts of your personal business. And I know you have yes, others outsource. Is it outsource, yes? 
I outsource quite a few, but to be honest, I am a bit guilty on that. I'd rather outsource for my clients than for myself. I first make sure my clients are okay and think about okay. myself later. It's like my father, he's a vet and he was doing vaccination for the dogs in the village. And our dog was always the last one. He always, almost always forgot about it. And all the other dogs were vaccinated already. And my mother had to snatch him that, hey, we have a dog too. <laughs> so yeah. That's the same for me. I do outsource, uh, but, uh, but that's usually the second step after my client, client's work is, is, is fine and ready. I do outsource a bit of my social media, my video editing. Oh my God, I couldn't uh, cope with that. So video editing is really a key. Mm-hmm. which I outsource a bit of my YouTube management. I have really good YouTube managers who help me to build up my YouTube channel. And, uh, and I have an assistant. I have a general assistant and she helps me a lot. Yay, congratulations, general assistant. You're doing a great job. Yes, she does. <laughs> so, um, like how, how do I phrase this? Yeah. I'll just phrase this. Are there ever any any times, I know you said you have a non-disclosure, but are there any times in which there has been a legal issue between either you and your you and the client or the freelancer? Luckily, no. Oh my God, no, not. Oh. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't let things go that far, to be honest. So if, if something is going wrong, then I step in. I start mm-hmm. to negotiate and if things are, would be really wrong, but it didn't happen yet, yeah. luckily, but if things go really wrong, I would just cut the, cut the things. So then it's done. We don't oh. work anymore. Okay. I guess I'm trying to ask what are like the, the risks of, of outsourcing things? Are there any uh-huh. risks? I have an online course on that. I prepared a course on risks of outsourcing and how yeah. to prevent them. Uh, just to give you a sneak peek, yes, of course, uh, access, giving access to your uh, outsourcers is risky because they would get access to your emails, let's say. So how can you do that safely? There are tools uh, you can use. For example, LastPass is a, LastPass is a very good uh, password management tool, okay. which can give access to your uh, assistants without enclosing your passwords. Okay. So they can actually log into your mailbox without having the password. I think okay. that's really oh. convenient I no of course the that. non-disclosure agreement is something that you can help you to uh, manage outsourcing but it's not too easy so i wouldn't recommend you to write an nda on your own oh, uh, yeah. it's, it's rather for lawyers so that's why i have it so my clients can use it and and it's tailor-made so uh, so this is something extra uh, statement of work. Statement of work is a document which describes uh, the tasks and responsibilities and it's also very, very handy to, to, to prevent issues for the future. So make sure to write a statement of work. I have a template for it. Also, uh, among my freebies, you can download and you can, it's a Canva template. So you can easily uh, rewrite it and make it uh, for, your, for your needs. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I had not thought of that part. The, the statement of work is like <clears throat> the contract terms of what exactly you'll be doing, uh, I guess, how long the, we are working together for if it could be renewed. Is that what it looks like? Exactly, yes. So oh, okay. what are the tasks, who is doing it? I encourage to even put on that uh, if you hire a social media manager, then you would write down that this social media manager has experience in that area or that area. So uh, to why did you hire them? That can also be there. 
uh, how will you communicate? Uh, because nobody can force you to communicate through emails. If you say that you want to get the information on Facebook messages, on Messenger, that's fine. You have to write it down and agree with your freelancer that they will not send you emails because you are not reading your emails. They will send you Facebook messages when it needs okay. to be, for example. Okay. So these kind of things. Uh, how often will you communicate? That's also important because if you agree that you will get updates every week, uh, then you should not worry that you didn't get an update on Monday because it's due on Friday. Yeah. But if you agree that uh, you communicate every every week and then you only get messages like every two or three weeks, then it's something really, really a red flag. Uh, agree about payment terms, how much you pay, obviously. So like what is the price of the whole yeah. story? So these kind of things. Yeah. There are a lot of points. I think this uh, template is like four or five pages. Uh, you have to do it once, and if anything changes, of course, you, you can update it oh, along okay. the way. Oh, that makes sense. I guess now we get into like the more technical parts of the outsourcing, like the legal part, the NDAs, the statement of work. And um, so let's say you have, you're working with a freelancer, and then they had like a personal issue going on, and so they were unable to deliver on a specific deliverable or on a specific date they were to communicate with you um who do they inform you Derek, you or the client me oh I, I handle the issues yes uh one other thing that i find important is to always have a backup so okay. that's a that's a difference between working with a individual freelancer or working with with such an agency because if you have a backup, even if the individual freelancer has an issue, but the process is written down, so I can basically give the process to someone else without the client noticing it. It happened once. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually had a project. Two freelancers disappeared in the beginning. It was like, I can't believe two, like not one, two. Oh, uh, but luckily chaotic. I had the process written down so the third could step in and since then it's working well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's happened in situations where the client and the freelancer have a disagreement? Then what's the process then? We take the SOW. We check in the statement of work that oh. what was agreed in the beginning. Oh. And if it doesn't work out well, so I don't want to push people to work with others who they don't like or they don't enjoy working. So then, then the backup comes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And... Um, You've been doing this for how long? How many years? How many months? Uh, so the multinational experience is, is, is quite a long. So I have a few years of multinational experience and I started this business a year ago. Okay, okay. And um, so far from, from all the experiences you've had, are there any like misconceptions you've realized people had about outsourcing things or automating things? Um. There are two big misconceptions. What is that it's useless? Oh, so okay. I, I can, I can oh, wow. do things better. I can do things better and I don't need it. And uh, I don't argue with that usually. So if someone really doesn't want to do that, then, then don't. But I think uh, the competitors will step ahead of you because they already do and they already multiply their, uh, their, their efforts uh, by, by external help. And the other misconception is that outsourcing is the solution for everything. That's also not true. So if you don't have a viable business which is running well and outsourcing will not uh, solve the core problem. Outsourcing can really, really uh, give you extra hands and make you able to, to cope with a lot, lot of issues, but, but it's not a cure for, for everything. 
Okay. okay. So we've talked a lot about the outsourcing part, but we've not really mentioned the automation part of it. So um, what exactly would you automate? Uh, should, should, should solopreneurs automate? Absolutely, automation is great and it's getting more and more available for everyone with the tools like Zapier, which is an automation tool and can be easily used. Uh, yes, solopreneurs automate. Don't forget that automation has a cost. So in many times that, uh, uh, in, especially in case of solopreneurs, this cost can be very high. And then rather we go not for automation. But the simple, simple things can be easily automated. Let me tell you an example. I, I have this non-disclosure agreement. It is mm -hmm. signed through Eversign. It's an online signature tool. Mm -hmm. And it sends me the signed document in email. And I used to download the document from my email and upload it to my, upload it to my uh, Google Drive to a specific folder. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, one minute task, but like it was coming like regularly and it was a lot. And I realized that why don't I just automate it? It's such a simple step. It's a very, very simple uh, trigger and action which needs to be done. So I use Zapier for that. And now what happens, the email comes in, I don't have to touch it. The, the attachment, so the actual non-disclosure agreement is saved in the Google Drive. And I don't even have to read this email anymore. Mm. So what else, what else do you automate apart from like the non-disclosures you will drive? Okay, that's easy. Uh, there is the marketing automations. I think we all do use it. If we schedule our posts on Instagram, that's, that's marketing automation. Yeah. That's also very important. I have some automated emails. Your email list is probably automated, so you are not sitting there and pushing the button. It goes out automatically. Yeah. So these automations are great. Yeah. And um, so... Like, uh, that now we feel about what you automate. So for solopreneurs who are, who are still like starting out and they need to focus on their core business, especially on, on, on the sales part, because that's what's really going to bring in that income coming in. Um, what can you realistically automate? It depends on what, what you are doing actually, but um, the sales calls for example. Uh, so if you have a prospect and you want to have a call with them and uh, you want them to book the time, then you can use these apps uh, like Calendly or the Zoom scheduling where they can book a time easily without having the backend force of yeah. event uh, to have the meeting and then it would generate automatically the, the link yeah, of, uh, of the meeting like you did it. So that's, perfect. that's a perfect example of automation. So guys, when I book this podcast episode with Abby, what happened? I went to, a, she sent me a link. I went there, I could choose a time, which I clicked on, and then I get an automated message of the Zoom link where we are meeting right now. So this is an automation. And honestly, if you wouldn't do that, you would have spent with this backend for quite a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a simple example, but still. So if you find that there is a, there is a recurring task that is simple, but it comes up every, every day, then it's a good sign that look into that. Probably it can be automated. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Should anybody automate like their sales emails? Sales emails? Yeah, sales emails. Should you automate that? Uh, yeah. I, I think yes. So if uh, if your uh, pricing is uh, not too uh, personalized, 
then I would I would do that. And I would highly recommend to have a standard pricing schedule because if you are giving individual price to everyone, then you would get mad in the end. Yeah. So have have a pricing schedule and then you can automate it easily. Oh. Those are my questions. Any questions? Any anything you've not covered that 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 um, I, sh I should have asked about, but I missed any topics? Oh, you you did a great job. I think <laughs> asking a lot, lot of aspects. I know. I am quite um, curious about the outsourcing. I, I have a mission about this whole story. To be honest, I consider my processes as a freedom project. Okay. I really want the freedom for my clients to have more time, to have more energy, to be able to have the four-hour work week. Uh, so I want to give this freedom. And I would like to also give freedom to, my, to the freelancers we work together so they can also set up their own business and be, give a free life. Go, Shafia! <laughs> so if, you, if you're doing my processes for um, a year now, how's it been? How's the one year of running this been like for you? Challenging every day. Uh, sometimes scary, like what should I come up now? <laughs> I have so many plans. I, I've learned a lot. Uh, I, saw, I saw that after, having, after working for multinationals, I have a big experience. But actually, working as a, as a small business is, is, is so much different uh, in the way we handle marketing, in the way we handle our communication. I really have to put myself out. I'm not representing the company. I'm, I'm showing myself. That, that's my life. That's who I am. And, and that's sometimes very, very scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had mentioned you had some freebies. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to include that in your yeah. in the link. I'm, I'm at the freebie section of your website. Oh, I can see it. Statement of work templates, outsource decision guide, what can you outsource, and a free ebook on seven outsourcing mistakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm and uh, also, if you, oh, uh, if you could, you could share my uh, link to my Udemy course about the risk okay. of outsourcing and how to manage it. Okay, sure. So in the description below, you see the link to the Udemy course on the risk and outsourcing. And you also get the link to the freebies where you definitely need to get the outsourcing decision guide. And I'm mostly interested in the statement of work templates as well. Um, we had mentioned about, about an NDA. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess that's, that's a paid plan. Okay, I guess that's, that's more on the paid side. No, no you had mentioned the non-disclosure, the Canva template. It's not there. Yeah. It's not there. So I, I, I send it when we, when we step into the contract because yeah, it, okay. it includes your details and everything. Okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Ooh, looks great. I actually like your website. It's very clean and neat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm lovely. happy to let you like it. Yes, I do like it. It looks very cute. And I, I like, I also like how, um, how straight to the point it is. Because I'm in the services page of it. And I like the stop firefighting, start creating autopilot. Looks yes, cute. stop firefighting, be the creator of your company. That's my motto. Yeah. It's been a fun interview. I missed anything so far. Or we start wrapping up? Sorry. I'm saying, have I, have I missed anything or anything else you want to add as we wrap up? I, I think we, we talked about a lot of things. I hope uh, you guys who are listening to this podcast uh, 
convinced that uh, outsourcing is something good and something you can think about. And yeah, uh, I'm really, really happy to have your, your listeners. So hit me for a free consultation. If anyone has any question, something was not covered, you want it, you need more examples, or you have an idea what you want to get into reality, but not sure how to start with it, or you are just too scared, I am here. Just yeah. let's have a talk. Yeah, have a talk with her. She's like the outsourcing expert right now. So if you have any questions, if you're considering outsourcing a few things, and maybe you're afraid of the risk or you're not sure if it's something you should outsource, she's the expert here. She can definitely give some guidance and you know, give you the way towards the goal you're aiming for. Exactly. Uh, you look so beautiful this morning. <laughs> All right, so that's it for today's podcast uh, with Jofia Banyai on outsourcing. I hope you've learned a lot about how to outsource your tasks as well as the automation. And, and I also hope you've learned a lot about Jofia's um, you know, journey and starting moving from working in a multinational company to starting our own business and the, the different processes in place and you know, having to be like the core front of her business and having to be in everything. I'm sure that's a lot different from being operational manager in a large company. You're probably hidden somewhere and now you're at the front and center of everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you, it, it looks nice. I was on your YouTube channel and it does look nice. I think your, your YouTube manager, like you had mentioned, is doing a great job. So that's like a good outsourcing thing I can see. Like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Okay, it's nice talking to you. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye.